This is Gemara and Shabbos Daf Kof Mendalit Yishir Shvias Chosr for Shleim of Chaim Vrom Chanit Chayabate Basvan Chaim Mitzur Yisrael Mitzur Rizal Shem Sivu Nitzal Idol Sarabas Kenal Yisrael Chaim Mitzur Resi Yisrael Ben Mindel Bashava Figabas Shira Chana Liazer Person Yehuda Shavleir Tini Ben Chayit Zerol Sarshmut Basno Shlomit Basno Amir Rafal David Ben Ben Ita Riva Bsoisha Chali Yisrael. We pick it up on the bottom of Kof Mem Gimel. Just again a reminder: if anyone, the podcast option is for you. The Shira are out there, and there are arrangements we're working on for the C. Hopefully we'll update everyone within the next few days after Tishbov exactly where we're holding. We got a bunch of responses. So anyone who's around here in Eretz Yisrael, again, please let me know. Let's pick it up on the bottom of Kufman Gimel Amad Beis. We started reading the question, but we said we'll pick it up on there again. We're about eight lines to the bottom. Sover of Yehuda Stam Aser. We had a Machlekes of Yehuda and the Chachamim. We're discussing squeezing fruit on Shabbos. We had different categories. We had Zesim Vananavim, we had grapes and olives, which are the highest level. Then we had the middle level of Tutim Virimainim, berries and pomegranates. Then we had the bottom level of Shar Peiris. The Chachamim did not differentiate between whether you brought in the item for the fruit or for squeezing. Whereas if you differentiated and said if you brought it in for food, then that which comes out of the fruit on itself is going to be mutter. If you brought it in for squeezing, then it's going to be Aser. The Gemara just taught us that we have a case that the Chachamim agrees with Rabbi Yehuda, and the case that Rabbi Yehuda agrees with the Chachamim. The case, and this was said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda and Rishmuel, that Rabbi Yehuda agrees with the Chachamim by Zizim and an oven by olives and grapes, that regardless whether you brought it in to eat, regardless when you brought it, brought it in to squeeze, that which comes out of it will be forbidden. The Chachamim agreed to Rabbi Yehuda, Bishar Peiris, that it's going to depend while you brought it in. In the middle category, by Tutim Vrimayin and Berries and Pomegranates, that is the Machlaikis. Now the Gemara now today begins to suffer Rabbi Yehuda's Tam Aser, that in the Braisa, so again, we're holding eight lines to the bottom, Three lines above this, the Gemara said, Lemashkin Ulistam Haritzimen also did Rev Yudah. Rev Yudah held that the liquid that comes out, whether it's done for, whether you brought it in for mashkin, for the liquids, by again, we're discussing two different remind in the case where there is a machlik, it's berries and pomegranates, whether you brought it in for the liquids, or whether you brought it in for stam, for seemingly no reason, no intent, it's going to be forbidden. Says the Gemara, we learned in a mission. And again, let's keep in mind, the first half of this whole question is seemingly unrelated, and then it's going to bring it back into by us. The milk of a woman is whether she has intent for that milk or whether it comes out on its own. The milk of an animal. It's only if you want that milk. So the Tanakhama says that human milk, whether you want it or not, is metamic. Animal milk is only metamic when you want it. Comes along Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Kiva says, no, it's a kalva chaymer. The milk of a woman, it's only fit, it's only miyuchat, it's aside for kids. Yet, it's mitame whether you want it or not. The milk of an animal, that is fit for both adults and for children. The milk of an animal should also be mitame, whether you want it or whether you don't want it, should be mitame because it's more fitting for more people. So it should be a kalva chaymer. Certainly, if human milk, if mother's milk is only is mitame, whether it's only and even though it's only for a child, certainly animal milk, which is for both children and adults, should be mitame. Being the rats and being the rats, whether you want the milk or whether you do not, says the Gemara Amrulai. 
So they responded back to Rabbi Kiva. So again, let's just get the machlik straight. The Tanakama held human milk is mitame, whether you want it or not, and it comes out on its own. And animal milk is only if you want it. And Rabbi Kiva seemingly wants to say both human milk and animal milk should be mitame, whether you want it or not. So Amrulai, they said to Rabbi Kiva, if you're going to tell me that the milk of a woman is mitame without intent, now we're going to prove that there's a stringency of a human being over an animal, and maybe that is the reason why the human being milk, the mommy milk, is mitame with intent or without intent, but maybe not by an animal, says the Gemara, by the mother's milk. It is mitame shaloy l'ratzay, if a blood comes out of a woman when she gets a cut or something like that, that blood is mitame rashi in the top of Ambedal, speaks that out. Yitame cholav abeima shaloy and you're going to tell me that the bl- the milk of an animal should be metame when when it comes to an animal. If there is blood, if an animal gets a ta- cut, it will be tar. Meaning, we see that there's an obvious stringency a woman has over an animal, and maybe that is the reason why mother's milk is metame, whether you want it or not. Meaning, Rav Kiva wanted to say a kavul Mother's milk is only for kids, and it's always mitame. It's always, again, when we say mitame, we mean it's mikabal toma, it's susceptible to become tame. If something tame touches it, certainly says we keep an animal. Slingmar says, why is that true? Maybe mommy's milk. It's not true, because mommy's milk, if it has a cut, if the mother has a cut, that blood is mikambal tuma. Whereas if an animal has a cut, that blood is not mikambal tuma. So maybe just like the cut of an animal is not mikambal tuma, so too the milk of an animal will not be mikambal tuma if it's shalai biratzin. That is how the Chacham in the Tanakam says back, to the Kavachimer of Ravakiva. Now Rashi over here in the Tab Rashi, four lines down, just points out what is the connection between the blood of a cut and milk? Is it just that it's a stringency? And Rashi says, no, Rashi says that we know that the milk of a woman, of an animal, begins as blood and then the blood turns into milk. So therefore, it makes sense that one is dependent upon the other, that just like an animal's blood will be tahar, maybe the milk of an animal, if it comes out, will be tahar like the Tanakam. Said so. Amr Lehen says back. Rav Kiva on the second line in Kufman Dalar Amr Alif. Machmani b'cholav mi b'dam. No, I am more stringent by milk than by blood. Shachoyliv l'rafua tame. If someone extracts milk for rafua for medicinal purposes, that milk is tame. V'hamik is l'rafua tar. Yet, if the blood comes out for rafua purposes, it's going to be tar. So maybe that is the reason. That we're going that when it comes to blood, it is more makel. Says Rabbi Kiva, I'm more machmir by cholav than by dam. Very good. You proved to me that when it comes to blood, an animal caught is not mikabel toma that blood. But we're more machmir when it comes to milk, as we see that when a woman extracts milk, that milk is tame. Whereas when you are makiz dam, when you give off blood, that that blood is not tame. So what's your question from the cut of the animal and the cut of the woman? So Amrulai, the Tanakhama says back to Rabbi Kiva, the Chachamim. The basket of olives and grapes prove our point. Why? 
Tameyim. If the liquid comes out of the grapes and the olives willingly, they are mekabel tama shaloi l'ratzin tahirin. If they come out non willingly, then they are not mekabel tama. And this is how the Chachamim respond back to Rabbi Kiva. So what do we see? We see a differentiation between ratzin and shaloi l'ratzin. That when it is l'ratzin, it's mekabel tama shaloi l'ratzin, not mekabel tama. So do the Chachamim say to Rabbi Kiva when it comes to the milk, the milk of an animal will only be mekabel tama when it is l'ratzin. That is the end of this discussion between Tanakama and Rav Akiva. And now we're going to use this last line over here as a proof back to our case. Says the Gemara, my love, l'ratzayin didn't yichalei. What does it mean, l'ratzayin and shaloi l'ratzayin when it comes to squeezing? When it came to extracting milk, we know what it meant and whether it went on its own or not. What does it mean when it comes to squeezing these olives and grapes? Says the Gemara, my love, l'ratzayin didn't yichalei. That you want the liquid that comes out of the grapes and the olives. Shaloi l'ratzayin. What does it mean, means bistama. It means that you don't have any intent. And what do we see? So now, let's do all the math, says the Gemara. And this is going to be the conclusion of the question on Rabbi Yehuda, where the Gemara, as we started today, said that Rabbi Yehuda held that stam and for mashkin is going to be aser. Rabbi Yehuda learned stam is similar to having positive intent for the liquid, says the Gemara today. No, seven lines down. Olives and graves are items that are squoze, squeezed. Shaloi l'ratzayin v'loi klom. Yet, what does it mean, shaloi l'ratzayin? It means stam, and then it's going to be tar. It's not going to be considered a liquid. So we see that when you squeeze, when you have the liquid, it comes out of an olive and a grape. Shaloi l'ratzayin, which we explained, is just like stam for no reason. It is tar. Why is it a tar? It's not considered a liquid. So too, says the Gemara, tutim v'yimayinim, berries and pomegranates, they're not normally squoze local chicane. Certainly that what? If you did it stam, if you squoze it or the liquid came out on its own, stam for no purpose, what should the din be? Local chicane that the din should be, it should not be considered a liquid. So how did you, Rabbi Yehuda, teach me that stam has the same din as limashkin for the liquid? That is the end of a long-winded question. Again, let's just speak out. The basics of the question are that we proved from this brisa that when it came to olives and grapes, it said shaloi l'ratzayin that you did it without intent, and we said it is tar. What does it mean? It's tar. It's an amakavutoma. Why is it amakavutoma? It doesn't have the status of a liquid. Why does it not have a status of a liquid? So we think it's because it was done stam. It wasn't done for the liquid. It doesn't get the status of a liquid. So the Gemara's question is: If I olives and grapes, when you do it stam for no purpose, it does not get a status of a liquid. Certainly, two temporary mining berries and pomegranates are a lower level, not as much squeezed, certainly they should not have the status of the liquid. How did you review the teach me that when it is done stam, it yes gets the status of a liquid? Answers the Gemara Lai, Liratzain. What does it mean when you have these olives and grapes that the liquid comes out? Liratzain. Bistama, that means stama for no das. Shaloi Liratzain. What does it mean? Shaloi Liratzain. That means it's opposite. You don't want it. Basically, it's which way, where do you put the syllable on it? And the Gemara answers that the answer is that when it is stam, that means for no, that means that means l'ratzin, that you want it, and then it makes a lot of sense according to Yehuda that stam is similar to limmashkin that you want it, and shaloi l'ratzin, that means that you said it explicitly, I do not want it. That's terrace number one. Terrace number two, five lines from the bottom of Amad Aleph. This basket of olives and grapes is different. Why? 
Since the whole basket is going to waste, meaning you have these grapes and these olives in the basket, and whatever liquid oozes out is just going to go to the garbage. Therefore, originally, you have intent that you don't need it anyways because it's going to go to waste. And that's the reason why, in this case, it's not going to be Makabal Tumma if you didn't positively want it. But it's not necessarily a question of Yehuda when he said Stam is, yes, considered a liquid. Says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, we found the case where Rabbi Yehuda agrees to the opinion of the Rabbanon that it does not depend whether you brought it in for the liquid or not. By olives and grapes. Where do we find that the Rabbanon agree with Rabbi Yehuda by Sharpeiros by other fruits? That it's going to depend whether you brought them in for fruits or for liquids, says the Gemara. The Tani, we learned to the Raisa. Soichatin, you're allowed to squeeze. What are you allowed to squeeze? Moving along to Amin Beis. Pepegayin, plums, upeprishin, and squinces, quinces, upeizrin, and sore babbles. Avalai virimainim, you can't squeeze pomegranates on Shabbos. Shabbos menashe, barmenachem, ayisechtem virimainim. They would squeeze virimainim. We're going to come back to that statement. So what do we see in this Brisa clearly? That you're allowed to squeeze quince and apples and plums. Why? Says Rashi. The obvious reason is these are items that are not normally used for their liquids. Since they're not normally used for the liquids, you're allowed to squeeze them on Shabbos. This is a raya that the Rabbanon agrees Rabbi Yehuda that when it comes to Shire Peiris, which refers to Peiris items which are not used for the liquids, then the liquid that comes out of them on Shabbos would be allowed. And, and as we see, you'd be allowed to squeeze them as well. Says the Gemara, my dear Rabbanani, how do you know that this price is Rabbanan? Tell me Rav Yudi, maybe this price is Rav Yehuda. And that's the reason why we're being lenient to allow you to squeeze these items. Says the Gemara of Tevinami Rav Yehuda. And even if it's going to be Rav Yehuda, even the Shem says Rav Yehuda, when did Rav Yehuda and our Mishnah say he's there's a difference whether you brought it in for fruit or for liquids? Yatsu me Atzman. Rav Yehuda only spoke about the liquid that Zav that comes out on its own. Did Rav Yehuda ever discuss a case that you let it actually go and squeeze the item Lechatzchila on Shabbos? And this Raisa says you let it squeeze Lechatzchila. Answers the Gemara, what are you going to answer me? Since they're items that are not normally squeezed, therefore you'd be allowed to squeeze them even lechatzchila. So know what I'm going to tell you so too. That the rabbanon agree with Rabbi Yehuda that since his item is not normally squeezed, number one, the liquid that comes out on its own would be mother. Number two, you'd even allowed to squeeze it on Shabbos. And the only problem is, is that nowadays to find an item that no one squeezes. Is, is going to be pretty difficult because we make uh, fresh juices and they make they juice all these different fruits almost everything in the world therefore to find something that's not normally squeezed and therefore you've got to squeeze it on Shabbos is going to be a little difficult but as we'll see really at the end of today's Amun Mor tomorrow there are cases where there are specific atirim to squeeze things and we'll get there says the Gemara about 10 lines down, So we ended off that quote on the top of the Ami that this place, they would squeeze reminding pomegranates during the week. That's the halacha, that during the week you're allowed to squeeze reminding, but on Shabbos you're not allowed to. Is he a Tana? Is he a Mishnah? We say we paskin like Menashe bar Menachem. So says the Gemara, I'm sorry, and maybe you'll tell me, no, the Allah is like this. Tano, this suffer like Menashe bar Menachem, that holds like Menashe bar Menachem, that you're not allowed to squeeze pomegranate.
pomegranates on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Since Rav Nashim did something, that's the halacha? Menachem Menachem, I have a is he a roiv? Meaning, he's one person. You found one person that during the week squeezes items, so now you're going to tell me, ah, that means it's an item that's normally squeezed, and therefore on Shabbos you're not allowed to squeeze it. What, is he a roiv? We need a majority. What is showing me that there's one person out there in the world that squeezed pomegranates during the week? Therefore, you tell me, oh, in Shabbos, you can't squeeze it. Where do you see that? Answers the Gemara, in. No, it is a proof. But the fact that we found the person that normally squeezes it is a raya that you would not be allowed to squeeze it on Shabbos. How do I know that? That's now we learned in the Mishnah. Ha A similar, a different din. If someone keeps thorns inside a vineyard, Rav Lazar, Merkidesh, that it's going to be the issue of Kalayim. And it's sanctified. No, it's not going to be Mikadish the grain because of Kalayim. Ella says the Gemara, the only time you're going to have an issue of Kalayim, of planting two species, if the item is an item they normally keep around. So why does Rav Yezer hold that it is a problem having these thorns, these kaitzim, in your vineyard and it creates a Kalayim issue? Why? Because in Arvaya, they have a place, they would keep around the thorns for their camels. So what do we see? We see that we're bringing a proof from one place, that in this one place, Arvaya, they kept the thorns. Therefore, Rebbe Yezer held that it's going to be an issue of Kalayim. So too, we want to say back in our case, the fact that Menashe from Menachem during the week squeezed these pomegranates is a proof that we cannot squeeze them on Shabbos. Says Gemara, what's the Raya? What's your proof? Over there, it was a place, it was a city, it was a town, a country, whatever you call this place, Arvaya. Whereas by us, it's one person. So by us, one person is bottled to the rest of the world. He's nullified it. The whole world does it or doesn't do it. Over there, it was a whole place. Ella, the Gemara says, you're right. Noob shot. Ella, new time with Rav Chista. What's the reasoning of Rav Chista? Meaning, what do we see from the story with Rav Menashe, Rav Menachem, this place Menashe, Rav Menachem, and why did he say that the Lacha is like him? I'm sorry, this is the reason The reason why we're saying we pass like Rav Menachem is like Rav Chista. If you have beets, that you squeeze the beets and you put the beet juice into the mikvah, the mikvah becomes possible when the color of the mikvah changes due to the beet juice. Says the Gemara, Why is the mikvah tame? I'm sorry, why is the mikvah possible? Who cares that it changed colors? Beets are not items that are normally squeezed and therefore the liquid that comes out of the beet should not have the status of a liquid lehalacha and therefore the fact that it goes into the mikvah shouldn't have any relevance. Us. So what are you going to answer us? What's the reason the mikvah is possible? Since you had das, you were machshavin, you wanted that beet juice, therefore it gets the din of a mashke, it gets a halachic status of a liquid because you wanted the juice. We're just showing that once we see that there are people that squeeze it, then it shows that when you do it to squeeze it, that means you want it and therefore it's going to be considered so what are we proving from Menashe Menachem? We're just showing that there are people in the world that squeeze this. Once there are going to be people in the world that squeeze this, so Rashi explains that we're not going to even allow you to squeeze it for an ulterior motive. 
They used to squeeze fruits. Why? To sweeten the fruit, whatever that means. That you would, and we'll see more of this in the Gemara's coming up. That you would squeeze the fruit. That there was excessive li- excess liquid that would make the fruit too sour, and you would get out that excess liquid, and the fruit would be sweeter. Lematic to sweeten the fruit. That's how Rashi over here explains it. So you would think that's fine. Once we see that Menashe Ramanachem used to squeeze these pomegranates for the Jews, we're not going to even allow you to squeeze it. Lematic. Why to sweeten it? Why? Because we have to be concerned. People are going to come to squeeze it for the fruit itself, since it's achshavei, since people want the liquid, therefore we're not going to let you squeeze it for an ulterior motive. However, when it came, and now we're explaining really the top line of our Ahmed over here, but when it came to the Pekayim Parishan Machzi Oba'izdrin, the plums, the quinces, and the sorb apples, those were items that no one squeezed, since, I can't pronounce it wrong, I'm sorry, since these were not normally squeezed items, therefore we're going to, yes, allow you to squeeze them, because we're not afraid you're going to come to squeeze it for Amashkeh. Rav Papa Amar, that's Rav Chista's answer. Rav Papa Amar comes along Rav Papa on the third white line. Mishum Davi Dover saying, Oisim Yimenu Mikvah A new answer. The reason why you can't squeeze the trod in the beets into the mikvah when they change the color, because beets are not an item they allow to make mikvahs out of Lechatzchila. Chodavar saying, Oisim Yimenu Mikvah Lechatzchila, Paisal Mikvah Vishini Mareh. It's going to invalidate the mikvah with the change of color, and therefore it's not approved from Rav Chista at all. Tonight, awesome. Now, once we're on the din of this mikvah, we go a little bit into the din of a mikvah. Novelatech ayayne chaymetu meichel v'shinay mare apostle. If wine, vinegar, or olive water falls into the mikvah and the mikvah changes color, apostle, the mikvah is apostle. These are all considered liquids, and therefore, once the mikvah changes color, it's going to be a psal. Man tana de meichel mashku. Ask the Gemara, who is this tana that holds that meichel? This olive water has a status of a liquid, and therefore, when the mikvah changes the color due to it, it's going to evaluate the mikvah. Amar Abayo Rav Yaakov. Rav Yaakov. The time we learned in a brayse. We're going to finish with this. Rav Yaakov. Aimer. Meichel Reukim Hashke. This olive water is like a liquid. Umatam Amru. Meichel Ayeti Betzchila Tahar. If it's like a liquid, why do we say that the olive water that comes out originally is tar? It's not mekabel tama. You don't want that oil, that water. It's not a real oil that comes out of olive in the beginning, and therefore it's going to be tar, not going to be mekabel tama. Rav Shimon Aimer Meichel Enoi Kamashke that this olive water is does not have a status of a liquid. Matam Amru Meichel Yitzi Meikar Beisabad Tame. So why do they say that the water, this olive water that comes out of the netting of the olive presses, is going to be tame? Because there's always some oil inside of it from the pressing together of the olives. There's always going to be a little bit of oil left. Since there's always going to be a little bit of oil left, different says of Shimon, even the olive water is going to be a problem. My Benayus, what's the, what's the practical difference between Rav Yaakov and Rav Shimon with regard to how we explain what this olive water is? Says the Gemari Benayus, the Asi. Dasi Basar that which comes out after the pressing on it, again, that's not oil, but that type of stuff when it's under the, the olive press, that type of stuff you actually do want. And therefore, that would be the nafkamina between Rav Yaakov and Rav Shimon. According to Rav Yaakov, he says it's because you don't want it. This, you do want this olive water, and therefore he would agree, would yes be Makabutama, and that is a little bit about olive water and when it's going to pass up a mikvah, the status of a liquid. And Rava Amar, Rava says, a noob shab shem Similar to what Rapapa told us a moment ago, since this olive water is something that you're not allowed to make with from it a mikvah. Therefore, it's going to parcel up the mikvah with the change of color. That's the opinion of Rava. And we'll pick it up from Rav Yudam Shmuel with regards to squeezing grapes into your plate. The cases where it's going to yes be allowed tomorrow.